Boxer Luke Jackson, who famously goes about his life with the motto, tough times don't last, tough people do. And he's a walking testament. Hey, I'm Rosie Panetta, and this week he joins me for I Hate to Whinge, alongside his mate, fellow athlete and filmmaker Darren Petty, who recently spent more than four months in his shadow, literally capturing his story on film. It's a sometimes complicated journey, Overall inspiring, and as you'll discover, sport saved both of these guys for some pretty grim realities. Boxing helping Luke overcome a life dominated by drugs as a teen in the outer suburbs of Hobart. Bodybuilding helping Darren escape, well, a pretty dangerous stepfather. The pair are now champions in their own rights. Luke with a Commonwealth bronze medal and an appearance at the Olympics. And Darren with countless titles in bodybuilding and Brazilian jiu-jitsu in his belt. Mind the pun. They now run their own gyms and here offer up some real raw advice for anyone looking to, well, get it done, whatever it may be. We also talk about the impacts OCD has had on Luke's career. And be careful, chances are you're going to feel pretty guilty after these guys offer up their whinge nominations for the week. It's a raw, honest chat from two blokes whose teams I'd much prefer to be on than off. Welcome to this week's edition of I Hate to Whinge, the podcast. I hate to whinge. You know, one of a good saying that I have is, um, you know, I don't feel like training, but feelings don't matter. So whatever it is, I'll just get it done, man. If I don't feel like doing something, you know, it doesn't mean you don't do it. You just get it done. Without sounding creepy, after seeing the film, we'll chat about it in a second. You've been in my head and there'll be days when I'm like, I don't feel like it. And I'm like, if you don't get up and run, Rosie, you are going to let, you know, winter get the best of you. That's right, man. You're in my head, Luke. You're in my head. <laughs> good. That's good. I mean, look, um, I guess what the film was uh, was about was about um, the story that I've, I've got uh, to get where I'm at today. But, you know, also just to show people that, you know, anything is possible. I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, no different than... Than you guys sitting in the room, um, but you know I just work hard for what I've got, and that's why I'm where I'm at. And look, I haven't, you know, done anything special to get where I'm at. I've just worked my ass off, and that's that's what the message I'm trying to put out there is: if you want something, you can get it if you work hard. Yeah, and that can transcend to any career 100%. or anything you do. Exactly. Now, Darren, with the most spectacular beard I've seen yet on your face, why why the beard? What's going on? The beard, because everyone says not to. <laughs> You you like doing what you're not told to do. That's basically how I run my life. Yeah, okay. It's a fun way to run it. Yeah. Why did you choose Luke's story to tell? Luke and I spent probably the good part of four to five months together um, just filming his everyday life and also the fights and the training and everything like that. But look, to, the reason why I chose Luke is because it wasn't to show off Luke's skills or, or Luke's um, boxing. It was more to show uh, the general public exactly what Luke just said in that he's just a regular guy from Clarendon Vale and he's... Um, He's pushed his body and he's, and he's created a passion to become the man he is today. Now, the both of you are obviously good friends now. Did you guys grow up together? Because you have similar stories. And, and can we talk about that? Can we talk about your start and your entry to boxing? Because you both found yourselves probably where, you know, you try and deter any kid from ending up. Like yeah. doing drugs and, and you talked about stealing. Where were you at and how did you find boxing? 
Yeah, well, um, to answer the first question, mm. um, we didn't know each other. I sort of knew of Darren um, before he approached me, um, knew of what he's done with his life and, you know, what he's achieved and um, had, you know, great amounts of respect for him. And then obviously he approached me and, you know, we just hit it off straight away. I can I can see a lot of me in him and he, he can see a lot of me in himself. So... We're very similar in everything we do. We're both perfectionists. We're, we're both, uh, you know, anal with a lot of the stuff that we do. Everything has to be perfect. And, um, you know, to get anywhere in life at anything, you've got to be a little bit insane. And uh, <laughs> I can see he is a little bit insane, just like myself. Um, anyone that spends any longer than a day with me can see that I do some stuff that's not actually probably normal. Isn't that a Lewis Carroll quote from, uh, is it from... Alice in Wonderland, like the best of the people are. Yeah. The best people I know are insane. I'm yeah. not sure, but. <laughs> I don't agree. Um, but yeah, and you know, obviously growing up in Clarenvale, you know, with like just a, a chaotic childhood, you know, that I don't really remember much about and, you know, dropped around different places, different welfares or different, just different places. It wasn't home and then my mum and dad split up and then it just sort of got worse from there and then I got involved in, uh, in drugs at a young age and then, you know, stealing and just doing, you know, reckless stuff and didn't care and had no um, direction or no stability, had no, um, there was no system in place for me to, you know, anything to have control. It was there just, was no, there was no plan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There, was, there was no direction for me and um, I just sort of done what I wanted and I felt pretty cool at the time, but I mean, uh, uh, look, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what money you get as a as a kid or anything. As a, you know, all, all the kid wants from his mum is to be you know hugged and put to bed, and from your dad you just want to kick the football. You know what I mean? So that as a kid, um, you know, I've got great parents and I respect them both. I love them both dearly, but they're the things that most kids want that you know uh, I I didn't have. So I had no you know stability, and I was out doing the wrong thing and stealing money off everyone and just to get my fix on drugs and I never really took any advice off ever anyone until I started doing boxing and Where did you find it? Who was well, it that I'm, said, Hey, get on in? I remember here. watching shows as a kid like Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal, Jean Claude Van Damme and like just pretending to be them, you know what I mean? Like going out and pretend to fight twenty men out the front and <laughs> that's just something that I always liked doing. Um and then sort of I just heard of a couple of guys that done boxing, Chris Polly, Nathan Polly and um I seen him at an underage nightclub. And was there and just causing, you know, trouble and that. And then I, I introduced myself to them and uh, I wanted to do what they'd done. So I went along to the gym on the Monday and the rest is history. Yeah, right. I've Like, this story isn't unique in the sense that boxing, for me, I've seen many stories where, like, it's helped save people, as cliche as that sounds, but it has. Why is it, from your point of view, that boxing is such a perfect, or even... Any type of sport, Any I sort guess. Of martial why arts is it so something? disciplinary? Like, why does it have the ability to like turn well, well, things around literally it's, for it's, kids? It's, it's, it sorts out the the men from the boys straight away off the bat. And I mean, the ones that the ones that don't change their life just drop out. You know, they quit. And the ones that do change their life are the ones that understand that it's serious. And if you want to make it, you can't play around with it. Like to start with, I was still smoking cigarettes and doing drugs when I had my first two fights, and then I lost my third fight. And then I said to myself, well, you can just stop and, uh, you know, you've had a couple of fights and, and you can stop or you can change your life and stop doing the shit you're doing and get out there and have a crack and see what can happen. And, you know, that's that's what I've done. And, I mean, from the year 2000 when I stopped smoking 
weed and doing drugs and you know and i didn't do anything wrong I, I wanted the olympic games and you know like obviously after olympics and then when you know my life sort of fell apart again i got involved in doing some stupid shit again and yeah um i retired from amateur boxing and that's when i started getting back into the drugs and doing the wrong thing and yeah. and uh just being a menace not doing anything and then i t- decided to be professional and that's why i'm where I'm at now because of boxing, you know. It's, a, it's a, like so. It's it's part like just having a goal to work towards, well, and like creating a, the systems like around a, it. To, like I, the to best get way there. to explain it is, it's like having a wife, like so, <laughs> a wife that you care about. Cause good, a lot good, of, good. A lot of guys that are out there don't care about their wives, so they still just keep doing what they're doing, and yeah. that's, that's whatever they can do their thing. That's all right. I'm not judging them, but if you have a wife that you care about, you're not going to go to the pub every night and and come home late and smoke and eat shitty food all the time. You know, like you're going to eat what she cooks you. You know, good food. So like boxing to me. He's like my wife, you know what I mean? And, you know, I can't go out and drink all the time. I can't go out and eat shitty food. I, I've got to be in bed early. I've got to get up early. Yeah. I've got to, you know, so that's, it's, it's, a, it's a strange way of putting it, but boxing is like your wife, man, and you got to do the right thing, otherwise it won't work. I mean, you bring that system into like a otherwise chaotic life. It's that and stability and you were talking about before. And like, honestly, without direction and, you know, Hence why after Olympics and my life fell apart again, you know, a bad breakup and then not knowing what to do with the sport and all that sort of shit. That's when I had no direction and that's when I started going bad again. So um, I turned professional and things are good, man. I've, you know, everything's yeah. going well. So Yeah, look, I, I, to touch on what Luke was saying, and, and Luke, uh, I think you'll agree, martial arts, boxing, yeah. sport in general for young, 100%. For young guys that are, that are coming up hard, it it's organising the chaos. That is exactly, yeah, that's you know, exactly. And... and and that forces you to do that. And, and the coach and the students and your friends in, in amongst the sport um, help you to get on the right track where, you know, if, if, if we continued to hang out with the guys and girls that, oh. back in the day. And, mate, look, honestly, like uh, every day is not easy for me, you know what I mean, like with the, the stuff that I deal with. But also the addiction, um, you know, the addictive personality that I've got. Like, mm. I sometimes think, yes, I'm gonna, I want to go out and just get off my head. And, like, <laughs> it seems like such a good idea. And then I... Particularly on a Friday. <laughs> then I put the guilt on myself so hard and I'm so hard on myself and I get so upset with myself and it's really bad, man. The state yeah. of mind you put yourself in just from having a few beers or a bad meal, like, I get really down on myself and it, it's not healthy. Like, I'm still yet to find a balance yeah. in, uh, in, in, in anything that I do. So, and look, it, like explaining the chaos situation, like even now when my life is good, like the girl I'm seeing now, she could ex- understand like, oh, everything will be perfect for a few weeks. And then like, I'm just like, everything's too perfect. Fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something crazy happen, and then I'll just make it crazy and just won't speak to it. I think that's the other side of it. We love to organise our chaos, but like, we also oh, need that chaos. I yeah. need, like, I need it. I need it. It's like, oh yeah, my life's not right without chaos and like arguments and, oh, yeah, feed and off, yelling. I feed off stress. Yeah, like, you know, like it's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, well, fuck you. I'm gonna fuck <laughs> it up and get the fuck out of my house and don't speak to me oh, for God, two. Oh God, oh God. You know what I mean? Like that's how it is, and I enjoy it sometimes. It's a wonderful, she wonderful is the question. Does she? The beautiful cycle it's chaos. Sick. the other thing about it and <sighs> we kind of picked up in there is like the winds they're, they're they keep you going right it's oh, kind of 100%. like the hit you yeah, know definitely there's no look the you know like and i've done a, i've done a lot of bad things in my life and um you know but there's no better feeling than being fit and healthy man that's the best drug and winning you know being fit healthy and knowing that you can just walk through your opponent or walk through whatever's in front of you and, and you know, you're fitter and you're healthy and that's a great feeling, man. Yeah, I'm looking at two guys who have countless amounts of trophies and medals and awards 
Don't feel bad for me, guys. I don't have a single award and it makes me sad. (laughs) Apparently being a diligent student doesn't get you trophies. But you you, you went to university in that, did you? I do do have a degree. Well, there you go. To me, 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 that is amazing, man. Yeah. Anyone that can, I dropped out of school grade seven. So anyone that can stick that out, that shows dedication. Yeah. And you know, any every every uni student out there's going through their studies, and and any everyone that's, that's accomplished it, they should be proud of themselves, man. Because that is hard. That is hard work, man. Um, so. You should be proud of yourself, man. No, and, I am. And, Thank you. And, uh, it's not shiny, but it is. It is man, good. And it's look, and at the end of the day, all these medals, all that, you know, it doesn't mean shit if you're not mentally happy. Yeah. And if you're if you're mentally happy, and you know, that's that's what matters, man. For both of you, what is the the one you're most proud of out of all of them? The Olympic qualification. Yeah. Um, that was for me after missing out on, you know, Beijing. And then uh, would have been easy to walk away. I put four years of my life into trying to make it, and then. I had two options, whether to quit or try again, and I tried again and I made it four years later um, against all odds and upper division through back injury, uh, stress fracture my back, broken hands, mental issues, and then made it. So that wow. to me is a great, you know, my greatest achievement and owning my own house. You know, yep. a, a, drop it, a kid from, from Clarenda dropped out of school in grade seven. To, uh, to have his own house. So I think that's pretty, pretty darn cool. Impressive. Mm. Now, through the, the film, um, we go through the Olympic experience, which the result wasn't exactly what you wanted. No, it's horrible. Was that the first time that you actually had watched it back? Yeah, that was it. And I still haven't watched the whole fight. I watched bits that that Darren put in the film. So if you don't know, it was a, you, you went down in the first round, which was, was yeah, unideal. So. Do you look back at that as a success, though? No, because it was a big... Because um, you worked for this for eight years and it's, it's like look, your biggest achievement. And I'll show you something why it's crazy, okay? Because I'm very hard on myself and yep. on Facebook it's got the memories. So today, it's funny, today come up um, five years ago today, I was in I was in Russia. No way. Uh, and I fought a guy named Han Sun Chu. There's a picture in there, that picture there. So he, he fought me there and I beat him comfortably. Uh, I beat him very easily in in the first fight at the tournament and i ended up winning a silver medal at that tournament but yeah but i beat him easy he was no threat to me and um and then i went to olympics he went to olympics he got a good draw i got a draw where i fought a guy that didn't suit me and he went on to win an olympic silver medal and lost to the great vassal lomachenko which is two-time olympic champion now professional world, mm. world title holder so that just goes to show i i I beat the Olympic silver medalists and I beat the Olympic bronze medalists. So, you know, people say, oh, you should be proud. Oh, no, I knew I could do better and it, the results speak for themselves. I mean, it, the proof's there that I can compete with these guys and I just didn't on the day and that's why I'm disappointed in myself because I beat the Olympic silver medalists and I beat the bronze medalists. So I believe I should have been a, a Olympic silver medalist. Don't knock yourself down in what-ifs, though. Is that what you're doing in your yeah, head? Yeah, no, I'm not saying what-ifs, but, like, I'm saying, um, I'm saying, like, I, I'm allowed to be disappointed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people say, oh, you shouldn't be this, but I'm allowed to be because I know what I could have done, but I didn't do it. But that's all good because I don't live on motives, but I'm disappointed. The Olympics coming up now, like next month as it starts? August. August, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be watching? Of course. Do you you still love it? Do you still have a passion for the Olympics? I love it. I love it. It's the best feeling in the world. Representing your country at the highest level. The pinnacle of all sports. The Olympic Games. It doesn't get much bigger than that. And, yeah. Um, you know, a little kid from Clarenville went there and done it. So it's pretty cool. So. But do you ever think about going on the sidelines, like as a coach? 
Oh, yeah, look, definitely. I got offered a uh, a spot at the OS after yeah. I finished as an amateur boxer to go up and start helping them, but I was sick of travelling. I'd travel. Right now you're focusing on... Oh, yeah, but like even at the time I'd travelled to, you know, 45 different countries and I've been away for so long and... Living out of a suitcase. Uh, living out of a suitcase. Yeah. And I just wanted to put some time into just being normal. Yeah. But then I found out that normal is going out and getting off your head every weekend. And, you know, look... I uh, I don't want, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's fun, but I don't do it every weekend. And There's no longevity to it. And that's what normal was, man. Like, um, and so I started boxing again. But then I, I thought, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to just be a coach. I want to fight still. So, I that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. But look, in the future, I'm just gonna, you know, after boxing's finished, people say, well, I train fighters, and I don't know if I will because I don't know if I could put up with anyone because um, I know what it takes to get there. Anyone that trains with me knows I'm hard, man. Like, I'm fair, but I'm hard, and I just want them to do the best they can. And the way I've got to do the best I can is someone breaking me, mentally, physically, into nothing and bringing me back up, building me strong into a strong person that I am now. And that's what I do to all my members, and the weak ones go, the strong stay. And, I, you know, I'd rather have 50 strong members and 150 weak ones, and that's just who I am, man. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm not doing it for this and that. I, um, I'd rather have, you know, 50 strong soldiers. Yeah. And if someone can't, like, you know, like, if I was training a young fighter and he, uh, you know, he didn't show up because of something, mate, just, just, you get two chances. Yeah. You know, you fuck up and you're out. I don't, I'm not wasting my time with that shit. So I don't know if I, if I will ever train fighters. I'd love to, but to be honest with you, I don't know if I could find someone to to please me. <laughs> we'll keep this one tape. We'll come back to it I don't in 10 care years. About your talent. I don't care about your talent or anything, but, you know, just show me your... Your effort. The sad thing effort is, is everyone's attractive. capable. They're effort, all capable. Effort is attractive. 100%. Effort is attractive. Like that. Uh, before we push on, uh, Darren, we never got yours. What's been your greatest accolade or achievement? The final one for me was the, was the, was the biggest, um, finishing up in, in bodybuilding because it was a cap to it, to a very evil part of my life. Yeah. You know, really? I, I, be- you, what the- I, I began bodybuilding um, in 1999 just because I needed to make my body bigger and stronger to be able to um, protect my family. So yeah. my ste- I, the reason I moved to Tasmania in the first place from Darwin is because uh, my stepfather, who was living in Darwin with us, just went to jail for attempted murder. Wow. He got out of jail. We left. We came down here and stayed. We actually stayed. Uh, we started in Tassie in a place called Jorah House. Yeah. Which is a, a women's shelter. Okay. I grew up, I grew up in Hollyoak system, and then we like every week we're in there, and then our stepfather found out where we were, and he came to find us, and he came down and tried to run his car into the house and kill us and this sort of thing. Holy crap! So I started to do bodybuilding uh, because I couldn't do anything with my asthma, so I started lifting weights. And um, next next thing I know, about halfway through my bodybuilding career, he died in jail. He went back to jail and things like this, and he died in jail. And I found that out on the internet. My name actually, uh, my name used to be Darren Osherenko. No, yeah, is that Ukrainian? That's Russian. Yeah. Russian. Yeah, changed it. Yeah, went back to Petty. Petty. Who's Petty? Is Petty your mum? No, Petty's Petty's my real dad. Petty's oh, this a, is your stepdad. Yeah, yeah my yeah. stepfather. My real dad's a cockhead, so that's cool. So yeah, <laughs> hey he, dad, he, hey dad. Um, yeah. Um, so he died all of a sudden. I didn't have a reason for bodybuilding. You know, I had no reason for bodybuilding. And then I did a couple more comps and finished up at Mr. Universe with a fifth place. But I just wanted to go home and I'd had enough. So I flew back to Australia. You you can see it in him too. Like even like in me, like 
like I am sick of making weight. I'm sick of eating the shit that I have to eat to make weight, and um, I can see it. He, All the lack of like and like he, you know, like had to eat boiled chicken and fucking broccoli, you know, for so many years, and you can see the effect it has, not just physically, mentally, more than anything, like. Everything is a cheat meal for him, like, and like he's still not out of it. Like he says he's trying to, but you can see, like, and you should see me now. It's like I'm, 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 I'm twelve kilos over my fight weight, and then like tonight I'm going to go to solo, and I'm just going to smash past some pizza like it's my last meal on earth. But you think I should be over it now because I've been doing it for. 13 years, but... Luke, you're gone, mate. I've been out of bodybuilding for 10 years. <laughs> I know. Right? Listen, every time I go to a restaurant, I feel like I just finished the competition. I know. It's like, yes. And everyone around us is I'm like... getting the pasta. Oh, I'm full. We're like, fuck up, can't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Eat <laughs> and love it. Yeah, I know. I will smash you. Yeah, I know. All right. It is crazy. So it is. And it's eating disorders that, that like, come out of this sort of thing. Man, yeah. I am constantly hungry. Like... I eat and then I'm hungry. Like I cannot, like I'm probably full, like full. And when I say full, I mean like laying in bed, holding your guts because you're going to spew Yeah, no, full. I felt that when I was in Like probably last. three times a year. I couldn't walk. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. The rest of the time I'm hungry. Like now I'm starving. We went to. Are you currently nah, on a streak diet? No, nah, but I'm always far? switched on with it. You okay. know what I mean? Like I'm always on edge. Like even what's, your, ch- what's your meal? What's your meal right after it? Well, after I, love pa- I love pizza and pasta from Solo Pizza and Pasta. <laughs> Simon, Robert Silly, and Dimitri, you boys. And also the burgers at the Winston. Go up there and ask for a Jacko special burger, the double double cheese. Is it named after beef. you? Nah, but I've got a meal at the solo pasta named after me. It's called the El Pugile. It means boxer in Italian. Ask for it. It's the best. Steering things back a little and on a more serious note, you open up quite honestly. Yeah. And in a whole lot of detail about living with OCD. Yeah, yeah. It's becoming easier to chat about and making people understand because I feel like... Yeah. Because even for me watching, it was kind of nice, I guess, to hear from someone like you um, to someone like me who suffered from anxiety. And yep. when you talked about the breathing, I was like, oh, my God, there's someone who knows exactly... Yeah, 100%. ...how hard it is sometimes to breathe. And so... Firstly, is it, has it been hard to try and make people understand? And and then secondly, is, is it getting easier? Um, Can I just butt in on that real quick, Luke? I, through the film, I noticed, and just getting to know Luke, so many people out there came out with similar um, tendencies to, to what Luke had. It was yeah. amazing, actually, how many people came out and said, look, I have that, a particular one of those. You know, Luke's got the whole gamut. He suffers from it quite mm. Uh, significantly, and it holds his. It stops his life in a in a major way. And for for Luke to do what he does is quite amazing. To get through what he does mm-hmm. on a daily on a on a daily basis. But so many people, like you said, have these. That's kind of that's awesome. Then, like people are finding like it's a refuge. Like, well, if you can talk about it, then I can talk. Yeah. About Luke is a platform, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Like and like like you said, is it. Is it um about and like it's never been about me trying to make other people understand me. It's been about me trying to understand me. You know what I mean? Like that sounds <laughs> yeah. crazy because like. No, it sounds like before before I, before I come out about it, it's like I just had to release something because I was going to explode. And um, like I see a specialist now, OCD specialist um, every fortnight. And like it's crazy, man. Like you, I'd need I'd need a long time to be able to sit here and explain all the crap that she's taught me mm-hmm. about the disease, you know, and it is a disease, man. It's crazy. It, um, 
You don't choose it. There's, it's like no, it's just it's either it's, there it's or it's so not. There's so much and, more about OCD than people think. Like yeah. people think, like if I said OCD, people think, oh, he washes his hands a lot, he's clean and tidy. But it's nothing like that. It's like it's, it takes over your whole life. It can be about the way you think about things. Like, you know, I had a lot of um, bad you know, po- negative thoughts for a long time about, like, just like about suicide and shit like that. But I, I wasn't sad, but it was just a mental attitude that I had. Mm-hmm. It changes your thought process. Um, so, like, I had... And you're neg- conscious of it. You yeah, just can't I mean, control I was like, it. Like- I was, like, laying in bed. I'm going, what the fuck are you thinking about tying a noose around your manhole and jumping out of the manhole for because you're actually happy, brother? Like, why are you even thinking that? That's stupid. And I never think I would do it. And I never thought I would do it, but it was constantly on my mind and it was driving me insane. I'm like, how do I tell someone that this is what I'm thinking about? Because honestly, if you tell them, like, they're going to go, oh, he's suicidal. But I wasn't suicidal, but I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And like, mm-hmm. and then the lady, the um, Lisa, her name is, she's my psychologist and she's uh, just telling me like the way your thought process goes. So like, you know, when I was younger, it used to be about numbers, thinking about different numbers and then it was about touching things and then... It was about um, negative thoughts. So yeah. I went to thinking about negative thoughts. And negative thoughts can be someone cheating on you, your partner cheating on you. Um, so I thought about that a lot. Like, you know, my, yeah. my girlfriend sleeping with another man. Like, and it's stupid. Like, But then it went to suicide. I guess and the important thing is, like, you know what you're recognising this. And you're in this position right. where you can, like, now talk to other men. Exactly. Mental health. Yeah. Just and recognising it and then going to find someone who exactly, can, Exactly, like, man. And, like, she said, look, it's okay. Shit. You know, like to think of it, but you got to stop it. And like she's giving me exercises to to stop it, and to stop the main thing, the breathing that's giving me problems and and the negative thoughts. So I've got to stop it at the at the roots, and that's little things like with the toilet paper. I can't have the toilet like I used to have the toilet paper. Yeah, no, this is in the video, and I was going to say I like that you managed to laugh it up as well because you do have a really clean house. Yeah, make a great husband. Yeah, like Like, so, I'm just trying to break little habits like that. I've never invited Luke to my house. It honestly, man, it honestly, people that don't understand it could not even ever imagine to understand the shit that people do. Like I wake up every morning, I'm just constantly going, all right, how many hours did I sleep? Did I get this amount of sleep? When I'm running, okay, you've run one K. If you run run five more Ks, that's six. If you run three more, that's eight. And you're just making numbers in your head. And when you're skipping, like it's like, I've got to skip for 10. I've got to shadow box four rounds. And like... Like people see me train and like I asked her to help me out yesterday and like yeah. I said, grab the trainer page and she's I said, Quick, 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 go to the trainer page and she fucked around and then like the round went and she was two minutes fifty the round to three minutes and she come over the trainer page and I said, I can't you gotta you can't fuck the system up. The trainer has a system and you just fucked it up. So now I've gotta do three more rounds, I've gotta do another round in the bag before I can get on the pads. Because it's a, it's a, uh, everything has a way, and that's why I'm where I'm at. Because I've fucking well, gone insane. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. I've got this one I'm gonna say because I feel like there's like something in that you don't want to have to live with this nah. debilitating um, mental health disorder. But you've somehow turned it around and used it for your own benefit. And yeah. you, and you said that if it wasn't for the well, way you think, you wouldn't perhaps yeah. have seen as such great success as you have. If, if it wasn't for OCD, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Well, you literally you're turning a negative into into a positive. Yeah, How would well, you, you like to. tell someone else to? to I, if follow I could that touch lead. on that really quickly, Luke, yeah. I think it's important, and this came up in the in the documentary. I think uh, one of the messages Luke uh, was trying to get across is that you can't help anyone else until you've helped yourself. Yeah. yeah. And what Luke's doing at the moment, he's not putting this to the side. He's not. Um, Denying it, he's coming out one hundred percent and said, "Look, I'm I'm suffering from OCD and 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 his particular um, OCD that he's got." 
But in order for Luke to to fully um, to fully start to help others in their journey, and it, it, at the moment it's through social media. Yeah, yep. a lot yep. of people well, follow Luke. Heaps like your yeah. pages are just they follow inundated. Luke and and they really love um, to touch base with Luke on on their issues as well. But I think Luke's message in the doco uh, part way through was uh, when a young fellow came in and said that he wanted to help this person and that person and this family member and that and and go out and and help people. And Luke, you know, was quite right in saying. You have to help yourself before you help others, and Luke's and Luke's really uh, being courageous in, in in that taking that on for himself because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. How on earth am I gonna um, be a good husband or a good father or uh, a good trainer or even a good boxer or a good friend or a good son if I'm not mentally in the right headspace? You know what I mean? Like I could just get by, but I need to be in a I need to be in a I need to be in a great headspace to be able to be the best father I can be and the best husband I can be and the best friend I can be. So, you know, I need to f- first and foremost put myself first, self-preservation and make sure that Luke's okay. And if I'm okay, then I guarantee, I guarantee you everyone around me will be happy because I'll make sure of it. If I've got 10 bucks, I'll give you five of it. I promise you that. So my 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 thing is looking after me and making sure I'm good. And then I'm going to make, I'm going to make everything happen and I'm going to look after all my team, my family, my friends. Everyone's going to get looked after because I'm doing well. You know what I mean? So you have to put yourself first. You have to, have to, 100%. Uh, I put myself before anyone. That's right. And I think I think the other thing People is think that you're selfish by doing it, but no. Nah, no, you're not. I'll put no one else first. is going to do put, it. How would, right. I, yeah. how would I ever do anything if I was... Can't it's really important too that Luke to, to mention that Luke's got a really tight inner circle of, of people in his life, and mm. it, that's not necessarily his family. It's it's no, no way. Like I've got a lot of associates and a lot of people I know, but I've got a small circle that uh, stick by me. And one thing that I have learned over the years, or from a very young age, is that you know I learned to be able to adapt to any situation very quickly, and I learned that family doesn't mean that they have the same last name or the same blood or anything like that. It's people that want to look after you, you know what I mean? And I have a small circle that, that, that have got my back and I've got their back, you know, through thick and thin and, you know, it's, it's, it's a good feeling. And they're the guys who wear the action Jackson when yeah. the time's needed and That's they're right, right there man. by your side. You know, when it's, when it's all said and done, you know, you, you can't box forever and you can't do anything forever, but, you know, if you're a good person, you can do that forever, can't you? Yeah. Now, you both um, have your own gyms now. Yep. And that's... Both AFC, baby. Yeah. <laughs> arena, bump, arena, arena Fitness Centre won um, best gym in Hobart for the second year running. How is, is there that? there a healthy competition going on there? No, I saw you both on social media. Not there. at all. Hey, we're, we're both trying to get it out there. But yeah. look, hey, look, if anyone else is going to win it, I'm glad he did, man. You know what I said yesterday? <laughs> you know, when I had all the members lined up voting, yeah. I force our, we force our members to vote. <laughs> Uh, legit. You encourage. You strongly encourage. Do as told. No, Rosie, we forced I'm our, our members to, <laughs> to vote. And look, I, some of the guys said, what if we lose? And I turned around and said, there's no fucking way that's happening. But if we do lose, if we lose to action, I'll go right out there and I'll film it and I'll shake the man's hand and yeah, we're done. Right. And I'll be happy as. If anyone else wins, I'll that <laughs> yeah. gym down. I want you to edit a little bit. I want you to do <laughs> And look, I think... I, to, um, just correct me if I'm wrong, Luke, but I think we're the only two gyms in Tassie that actually combine and, and work together and, hey, and cut all this fucking bullshit People out. say to me, if people live out here and they go, I want to do, you know, BJJ, go to Kingston, the best to learn off is this, mate. Well, here's the thing. So you've both been in fitness for, what, more than 10 years each? Oh, combined probably, you know, 40 years. Do you think fitness is in fashion right now? Fitness you... is in fashion. Everything's in fashion. Fucking Pokemon's in fashion. <laughs> 
everything's in fashion, Rosie, and and fitness is in fashion in a big way, and it's big business. Hmm. You know, it's big with um, CrossFit. Bleep that out for me. Um, <laughs> you know, CrossFit's big, uh, but the the thing is, it's positive. How can it not be? Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It just no, it's seems not a bad thing. Everywhere, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. But are they really? Are they, are these people really fit or not? You yeah. know. Which is really good at taking selfies. To, to be honest, I think Luke and I both agree on this. Um, fit, being fit's great, but can you can you protect yourself? Can yeah. you? I like to say, what would you do if someone broke into your house and tried to take your kids? That's my saying. <laughs> you know what? We, <laughs> we, we went to Luke. One, we love. went to dinner one night, and Luke and I were sitting there watching this fella on his phone, and we said, if he dropped his phone, I don't think you could pick it up. It'd take him half hour to pick it up. And then yeah. next minute, but he looked he looked beefy. Then next minute, he dropped oh. his phone, and Luke hit me with a left Mike, hook. Are you serious? And said, look at that. Chinks the fourth leg. Yeah, well, he's on the ground. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, if it takes you a minute to do five burpees, you yeah. need to fucking change your life. You need to do more burpees. Hundred percent. You need to stop eating shit, and you need to get your act, get your ass into gear, and get get into the gym. As two elite athletes, unhealthy people would make you pretty. Doesn't worry me. Oh, no, 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 not at all, not at all. Because my my dad's very unhealthy. He doesn't train, and he does this, and he doesn't. And you like, don't have any. He doesn't doesn't look at you and go, oh, no, I should no. make some changes. He laughs at me. He wants me to stop, but. Everyone has that choice um, to be addicted to drugs, um, exercise, addicted to eating, addicted to whatever. Everyone's got that mindset to, to change it if you want to change it. Um, you know, you you got to get in the gym and you got to train if you want to get fit. If you want to stop doing drugs, you got to stop doing them. If you want to, you know, lose weight or stop eating shit, pretty simple. It's black and white, guys. Yeah. You know, like, and, and if people just stop. With all the shit. Well, yeah, that's one of the things I took out of that doco the most. You said people think it's some secret, but it's, it's not. It's no secret, it's man. Just, it's just hard, it's just hard work, work and fucking do the basics. You know, the food we've been eating for many, 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 many years, you know, like hasn't back changed. in the days. It just, hasn't eat, just eat that. Just eat good food that the, the earth makes and animals make and eat that and stay away from the dim sim. What is it that people, <laughs> what is yeah. it people come in when, into your gyms? Yeah. What, what do they want? They want to lose weight, get fit, have big asses thanks to Kim K's inspiration. It's the all world. different. Like, a lot of people yeah. just want to belong to a group. You yeah. know, a lot 100%. of people just want to have a, a lot, family. A lot of, uh, like a lot of people, and this is what I mean, not everyone can go to Olympics. Not everyone can be, you know, Mr. Universe. Not everyone can do this. Not everyone can go to university like myself. I can't go to uni, but I can do other things. And a lot of other people want it, but they can't do it. So at my gym and other gyms and other um, places like CrossFit and that, they feel like they're part of a community. And they are. And that's what they want. They need direction in life and they've been looking all their life and maybe finally this is what's helped them. And that's amazing. For me, the gym is like a little family and like... You know, and family I've had, that pat you on the back when you deserve yeah, it. Yeah, I've had people that come and train with me, and before they got there, they've had issues, and their 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 kids have been, you know, suicidal, and their their lives up upside down, and they've had marriage breakups, and all sorts of shit, man. And they've turned themselves around, and they've done it themselves. And people say, "Oh, they've lost this amount of weight." Well done, Luke. Well done. No, look, I've got a hundred people. I'm going to train them all the same. It's about who takes that opportunity to to really listen and do the job. So it's nothing to do with me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm telling a hundred people to do the same thing. And you and keep telling them that. And it's there's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, it. a, it's a, a select few. And trust me, it is a select few that grab it by the, 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 the horns and, and do it and lose the weight and change their life. All I'm saying is just, you know, just try, you know, just give me some effort and, uh, and I'm happy. If I see you give your best. I'm happy. Don't no, be lazy. Don't but, you be know, lazy. Luke's an elite athlete for a reason, and he's one of him for a reason. If there was, you know, 40,000 of Luke walking around Tasmania, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Fuck. <laughs> if there was 40, 40 fucking thousand of me walking around, mate, this place would be... Burn to the ground, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
But I think even small changes, like you don't have to eat every two hours for 10 years like I did in, for, to, to be a bodybuilder. Oh, I could never. So you don't have to do what Luke does and, and train, you know, five in the morning all the way through to late at night and seven days a week for, for a period of time in a training camp. You don't have to do that. Just do little things to improve your goddamn life, you know. And the first thing you can do is shut your mouth. <laughs> What? Yeah, like just shut it. Like don't eat, don't talk, just train. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, just stop putting shit in there. You know, <laughs> it's it's quite simple. If you had to whinge about one thing, what would it be? I have three kids and they're all on school holidays. <laughs> but you love them, right? Love them more at school. <laughs> When a girly rom-com makes you blubbering mess in the movies. Oh, my wine glass is never full enough. <laughs> Emptying too quickly. <laughs> when you like forget your deodorant, so I went to the boyfriend's deodorant. He only has roll-on. It was gross. I'm wearing boy's deodorant. You're wearing not only boy's deodorant. I know. Roll-on. I know. Oh! <laughs> that is worth whinging about. I smell like Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the opportunity for you to like just whinge about one thing this week. Because I don't like I don't like whinging. I, I but don't sometimes like the whinge. I, I feel like sometimes you're not whinging. You're just highlighting a problem, and by highlighting it, we get to move forward in a solution. How's well, that for well, PR? I agree. I agree. I don't like to whinge, Rosie, but look. Who's your whinge of the week? My whinge of the week is nothing comes easy. Look, a lot of people want, a lot of people want what what Luke's got and and what I've got in trophies and accolades and all the rest mm. of it. But look, it takes very very a lot of hard work and um, it takes hustle and grind and and I, and I wish I wish a lot more people would stop fucking watching um, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. And why train? Are you specifically? Against the show, or is it? Are you just highlighting the fact they sit on the couch doing nothing? Or Game of Thrones, just or uh, Lost? Stop watching bullshit Lost. TV. <laughs> you haven't watched TV in a while. If you're quoting Lost, <laughs> <laughs> and get something done and do right. something about it. Instead of binge watching TV, start a business. Binge, binge. Get gym. fit. Right. Change the world. Change your underpants. Please, mm -hmm. as a very basic minimum. All right, your turn. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm. There's a list. Yeah, there's a long list. So, look, this is one that I'm very, and it's not really a whinge. It's just a, it's probably a whinge, but a bit of a advice, and mm -hmm. I just can't understand it. Is people that wake up day in day out and go to a job and do a job that they hate, and they whinge about it, and they go, oh, you know, I hate my job. Well, you know what? Fucking quit that shit and get the fuck out of it and go do something you like. You think I, um. You know, I had to take a risk to get to where I'm at, mm -hmm. and many people do. And I remember when I first started working for my father, doing uh, asbestos removal and roofing, and I knew straight away this was not for me. I fucking hated it. But you know what? I had to do it for a little bit, and then I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing this shit for the rest of my life. So I stopped. And you know what? I wasn't making money. I wasn't doing nothing. I was just being a bum, and I wasn't getting anywhere, but then I made it happen. And the reason I've got my own gym and the reason I'm making good money now from my gym is because I dedicated myself to the sport of boxing for 15 years, and now it's just, it's just played out. Uh, and it's either. true what they say, like you do what you love and you won't. And it will just happen. That's life. right. Yeah. And you know what? If you're really, really, really good at something, doesn't matter what it may be, eventually someone wants to pay you money to show them how to do it. That's my whinge True's of the week. happy. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, of my whinge, I just don't, 
I just wanted to whinge about Pokemon Go. I don't even understand it. So How's this, fine. though? This Some is my fucker whinge. ran his car into a tree the other day. He was playing in his car. There is a legit police report that came out on Thursday. It was like a, a media release. And the cops were like, don't Pokemon Go and drive. And I was right. like, why did you need to tell grown adults that you shouldn't be playing Pokemon while driving your car? And I was like, okay, these people are crazy. Yeah, You've got nothing are. better to they're do, Rosie. They're crazy, man. <laughs> it's great that on the upside, you know, it's getting kids off the couch from their PlayStation. They're, they're, still, they're, they're still, running around the streets. They're still locked to their phone. This is true. That's the way the world's, the way the world's going. Thank well, you so much. We could talk for ages. And yeah, we there's, could. Your brain has so much more in it, the both of you. But um, we should now, come back. We should come back and do an R-rated one. You should come. If you really want to know what's on my mind, come and have a chat with me when I'm a bender. And I will talk so much <laughs> shit for days, mate. I've got stories backed up. Stories, 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 stories. <laughs> and I don't know what one to tell first. <laughs> there is heaps in the video um, to find it. Quick plug. Darren Petty Films, YouTube, and check it out. On Instagram, Luke Jackson on Twitter. Um, Luke C. Jackson on Snapchat. Luke Action Jackson on <laughs> Facebook. Get around it, guys. Check us out. Thank you. I kid you not, at this point of the interview, they both jumped out of their seats to get moving. I mean, it was a long time for two guys with that much energy. Luke started air punching the air and Darren had to get a few more angles for his video. He filmed this whole thing. You can watch it, but go find the doco. It is really beautiful. Congrats to the both of them. To Luke for opening up so honestly and to Darren for capturing the story so beautifully. Thanks to them both for sitting down with me this week. And thank you for finding this, downloading it and listening. Please leave a really nice review if you can on iTunes. I mean, one, it does great things to my ego and gives me one less thing to whinge about. But it means more people get to see just how important a little whinge can be. It's better when you get it off your chest, right? We'll do it again real soon. In the meantime, I've been Rosie Panetta. Big love. Ciao.